It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, do you like hot dogs? Because I like hot dogs, but you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. As Ortega grounds out to second, four, six, three, Cubs are going to lose this ball game, three, two. I'm more of a grilled onion guy myself. Welcome in, folks. That was my Boog Shambi impression on this episode of Locked on Cubs. We're going to talk about the marquee network and some things we may not love about the production of our ball club. Come on in and join us. You are Locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Excited to be with you again today as we close out our first week of shows. Thanks for giving us a chance this week and tell somebody about the show as we continue this journey together. The Cubs enter a four-game series with the Dodgers upcoming this weekend. And after the break into next week, we'll, we'll talk about Uh, that series uh, and recap that. So today's episode, we wanted to talk all things media and history and background on the team, our experience with Marquis so far, and then a little bit of a media report card at the end, including uh, some good things that we see, especially on the radio side. So thanks again for joining us today. We did want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor App. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Sam, my first memories with media and the Cubs, my first two TV guys were Chip Carey and Steve Stone. And then it went into Len Casper and Bob Brenly. Um, you know, all growing up, the Cubs were on multiple networks. I don't really remember being a problem, like where to find the game. That seemed pretty elementary to me, even as a a young person. Um, honestly, prior to 2020, I have a lot of good memories of, of the Cubs media growing up on the TV and the radio side. Well, look, the reason we're mentioning that is because the Cubs switched over to marquee network and it, it, Before we even get into why I don't like the marquee network and why I think it's been a really bad couple of years there, it starts with the history, Matt. So you talked about Chip Carey, but it goes back way before we were born with the late, great Jack Brickhouse. Back, back, hey, 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 hey. And then, of course, the late, great Harry Carey. These are Hall of Famers. These are guys that, that are icons. WGN, and I know you're going to talk about this, WGN is why so many people not from Chicago are diehard Chicago Cub fans, right? WGN, the production of the Cubs, the 120-day games, finding them on WGN is what 
is part of the Cubs fiber of what makes them an iconic franchise. And you may not like the Cubs, you may hate the Cubs, but you can't deny they're an iconic franchise. And so much of what makes them iconic is stuff that doesn't even happen between the white lines on the baseball field. And, you know, we talk about Brickhouse, Harry Carey, Chip Carey, Casper, and Brenly. We talk about the production value and, and how important that's been in the tradition. And when you when you when you switch to Marquee and do what Ricketts did, it already, Matt, had a little bit of a bad stigma before it even got started because you were throwing away, you know, a hundred, whatever, how many years of history and it's fit the bill because it just feels overproduced. It feels like they're force feeding you. It doesn't feel like classic cub baseball. We're going to get into that in a bit, but you know, all of our memories are turning on WGN. I, I used to think it was so cool when I, when me and my dad went to Vegas as a kid, and you could get the game on Channel Nine anywhere. You know, it was. Right, it's right. what makes the Cubs the Cubs, and they mess with that, and it hasn't gone well. <clears throat> yeah, because WGN was to a nationwide audience. It was Channel Nine here, but then it was the Superstation, and then WGN America across the country. So. Right. When first pitch came across at 120 or whenever the game was, but especially those Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, a lot of people could see it. And that's why there's so many Cubs fans across the country because maybe they didn't even grow up in the area, but the Cubs were readily available. When I was growing up and, and uh, a young tyke, um, <laughs> the, it, was, it was similar with the Braves. The Braves were on TBS a lot. Right. And so I had friends that, were, that became... Uh, not big Braves fans, but the Braves kind of became their default second team just because it was Cubs, it was Braves. And this is before uh, this is before there was MLB Network and MLB TV oh, yeah. and all this stuff. This was streaming. Whatever you got was a gift. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And we and we were appreciative of that. Even Fox Sportsnet, Comcast Sportsnet, NBC Sports Chicago. This was all well and good. Right. Um, you know, one of our first comments, Sam, to the feedback zone comes from Zach, who, who texted us. Uh, and you can text the show or leave us a voicemail, 312-834-4634. Uh, <laughs> but Zach introduced himself to us, Sam. He said, thank you guys for putting on such a wonderful show and bringing the show back. I was wondering what happened to it with the two-month layoff. I was sad because I lost touch with my team. I don't have access to the games anymore with them being off of WGN America. Zach goes on, says that he lives in the St. Louis market. Ooh, enemy territory. Uh, keep up the good work. I look forward to hearing and seeing more from you on YouTube. Zach can't even see the games. Yeah. How many people are like Zach who, who can't see the ball games anymore uh, because of this switchover? Well, Zach, thanks for the, the kind words. Uh, it's appreciated, and yeah, it stinks. Um, it stinks, and the thing is, and we're we're going to get to this here in about a minute. We haven't even gotten to the Marquee Network why it's bad, why it's a bad production, and 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 by God, we're going to get there. Um, All right, but just yeah. the just the, just the fact that they switched it, it messed with our history. We've previewed it. Do what you need to do, Matt, and then toss it over to your brother here because uh, uh, I got some things. All right, let's get there next. And as we're reminiscing on the TV side, Sam, did you have a favorite baseball card growing up? No. You didn't? No. <laughs> did you collect cards? No. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I did. I remember being very excited going to the local, uh, when there was still a card store, by the way. I know we're, we're starting to date ourselves. Um, 
but being very excited to open up a pack of cards. And you can reminisce and get nostalgic too uh, with, sorry, find my spot here, um, with Sports Card Investor app. A lot of notes here on the on the page. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free Sports Card Investor app is something for you. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. Okay, Sam, this is going to be all about marquee. I would track this back to Tom Ricketts at the Cubs convention. He mentions Marquis prior to debuting in the, the spring, uh, what actually ended up being the summer of, of 2020 doing the, due to the pandemic. But do you remember when he got booed because of the Marquis network at Cubs convention? It's really just snowballed from there. There's a lot to say about the Marquis network that infuriates me. Um, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it calm because they do do some good things. The thing that has to be better, and you and I disagreed on this initially when the Cubs hired Boog Shambi. You were a fan of Boog. I I am not a non-fan of Boog. I just knew what they were doing with the hire. Boog Shambi is a national broadcaster, and it seems like the Cubs and Ricketts and all these you know higher-ups are trying to force upon you everything but the on-field product, okay? I cannot tell you how many times during a baseball game, and this is before the Cubs were even bad. This is in April when they were like 500, where it's a tie game in the eighth, and Taylor McGregor comes in and does some report about Seiya Suzuki and, and Nick Madrigal, you know, playing pranks on each other in Mesa. You know what I mean? There's no, like, there, you, there's not time. Like, we don't need that. I, I, I think I speak for most Cub fans. When we turn on the marquee network, we're looking to watch the Cubs. And people that want to watch the Cubs, I don't, we don't care if they're 20 out, if they're 20 up. We love the team. And I understand you can't just focus on the game for nine innings. I'm not saying that. And, and I'm not saying Boog Shambi's a bad broadcaster. He's obviously extremely talented he, he he's he's a national broadcaster national radio guy but but and, and it's been a little bit better lately like, like like this call the other day when the cubs beat the brewers like it's a little better but just like have a little sense of it i'm not asking you to be hawk harrelson but when the team's like 12 down 12 2 like we don't have to be joking around the whole time it's just i don't know it, it, it's it's just it just get, I have a bad feeling when I watch it. I feel like it's the organization telling me, hey, Sam, we're not supposed to be good this year and we're going to do everything we can to demonstrate it. I don't need to know about rule changes uh, in the fifth inning of a 3-3 ball game with the bases loaded. I don't need to know about Boog's, you know, take on 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 dinosaurs in the seventh inning of a 5-5 game with the bases knocked the Velasquez at the plate that stuff just has to be better and JD was really awesome with Len Casper and now he kind of just feeds into it it's just 
it, it's just not good, uh, and, and it just feels forced. Like the White Sox, for example, uh, on the other side of town, their broadcast, they're locked in, and they don't have a great team this year by any means, but like they, they joke around and have fun, but you could just tell the game is priority. With, with the Cubs broadcast on the marquee network, and I'll let you talk pre and post and things like that because I don't watch as much of it as you, but the in-game product, it's just not as good. Like when I, when I watch the Brewers this week and I watch Brian Anderson, they're locked in. Chip carries locked in. You know, even the Reds guys, they're, they're more locked in. The Cubs, it's just they're, every time I go on, it's some story. It's some rule change. Just a little bit more baseball would be welcome. So there's a lot of things to get into with that, okay? Number one, Chicago is the number three market in the country. There's only two bigger. So any media platform in this city, in this area, I personally have high expectations for one of the reasons, because I know that they can do a nice job. You know, we have two sports radio stations in this city. We have multiple TV networks. We still have NBC Sports Chicago. The competition is very healthy. So the bar is set high. Uh, number two, media. Okay, just like with this podcast, or we hope to do this. Uh, we're confident that we can do this. Media is a companion, especially in baseball. There's a baseball game virtually every single day. So when that game is upcoming, okay, you know the first pitch, you're excited, you're going to snuggle up next to the game, you know that that companionship is there. So it should be something to look forward to. It should be something that has a return value, has a good return rate, that you know what to expect, you know what to enjoy, you're in on some of the bits or whatever it is. But ultimately, you're going because it is there every day, and that is your team. Okay? Right. No, keep going. Then the third thing is, Len and JD did a fantastic job of being that companion. Okay? Len Casper is somebody that, um, you know, I guess I would say I look up to. You know, he, he, he is very good. TV, radio, multiple sports. Um, he's been able to showcase that. And he was pretty much the broadcaster that I have the most memories with growing up. Cause when he took over, I was only in like seventh grade or whatever it was. Um, Whoa, baby. Yeah, exactly. It was one of his best calls and I should know, do for a, him to leave after the first year of marquee. I should do it. I should do a little Harry, Harry Carey. I've done a brick house and I've done, a, I've done a Casper. So you want to do it now? I outside and the Cubs won't throw Sorry, go ahead. And Sam has play-by-play aspirations, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, if you haven't been able to know You're, you're going to make a good point. I'm sorry I cut you off. Nice dress shirt, by the way. Thank you. Uh, well, that's a great segue because <laughs> remember the first year of marquee? Yes, suits. They made Len and JD wear suits. Now, is that a big deal at the end of the day? Yes. No. Oh, you do? Nah, I'm just I'm messing Oh, okay. I, I don't think so. But again, right off the bat, right from Jump Street, there was something different about Marquis. Okay, they weren't in suits the, you know, all these years before. Not to say it that, oh, you only did it the one way. But there was just some, some awkwardness from the get-go. Okay, Len leaves after one year. They bring Boog in. Um, you know, the other thing, Sam, with pre and post especially that first year 
over the first two years, I'll say, even this year, which here's the thing. I've watched less and less of Marquee this year. I know. If I do have Marquee on, I have the audio off and the radio on. That tells you everything okay? you need to know if you're listening. We're going to get into radio later in the show. Uh, Pat and Ron do a great job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a radio nerd, so I almost prefer that. But, um, you know, it, it was getting comical. Oh. The amount of pre- and post-game analysts. Cole Wright is the host. Great. And then it was this guy and that person and this person. You forget that these people even played for the Cubs because that's the common thread they're supposed to have. It's too many people. Well, and and it's it's not the same in the booth all the time. I mean, you, they you, rotate in the booth a lot. You got yet yet Boog and Sutcliffe. You got Beth Moens and JD. You got Dempster right. and Boog. It's a who's who. I don't want just give me give me a couple of guys. And the thing is, you know, I get there has to be a sub. And Beth Bowens actually does a nice job. But like, uh, you know, just give me some guy. Just give me some consistency. And then consistency. Right. I I don't love the way I explained in the first segment. Like, let me give you an example of what 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 just gets over the top. Last week, the whole Fabian thing. Oh, that's right, Fabian. You know the 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 guy the, the guy who. Is the, the the guy down the third baseline doing security makes a couple grounders? Okay, I, we get it, Boog. Once or twice is fine. And now every time there's a ground ball, he talks about Fabian. I want to talk about my team. I want to talk about the score, pitch selection, stealing bases, hit and run, prospects. Not Fabian. Okay, it's just too much. It's just like. I just feel like we're kind of like it just makes me feel like rooting for the Cubs. I feel like a loser. Okay? Like I want like this is Jeez. the this is the Cubs, man. This is the third biggest market in the game. This is an iconic Mount Rushmore type franchise in baseball. Okay? Yes, we don't have the greatest history, but we're the Cubs and baseball is better because of the Cubs. So act like it. And we're going to try to act like it. After this, today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, loud. Hold on, slow down. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCK15 for Built Bar. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it does. You want, me, you want me to take this? You want me to take this segment? Okay, yeah. So uh, you know, you, you look, you look a little. You know, it's all right. It's just, it's just like a little rattled, a yeah, little rattled by Bill Bar. Yeah, don't be rattled. They're Turn too it, good. Get a ground ball to short. You get out of this inning. So <laughs> there's a lot of things about the Marquee Network that are frustrating, but one thing that is consistent and that I think a lot of Cub fans take for granted, Matt, is the radio side. Uh, yes. 
And and if we're talking about the Cubs broadcast team, if we're talking about Cubs media, you you would be a fool not to talk about Pat Hughes, who, by the way, on my birthday gave me a shout out on uh, one of those apps. My mom got it for me. Uh, I forget. I oh, forget. cameo. Yeah, yeah. He gave me a cameo shout out for my birthday. Uh, uh, not last year, but the year before, and it was awesome. Because if I am on my deathbed, God forbid, and I need just something to put a smile on my face, just put the radio to my ear and have it say, Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air. You know, I mean, Pat Hughes has the voice of an angel. And when I listen to Pat Hughes, the Cubs can be down 9 nothing, but I have this, like, comfort. And part of it is I don't like change. So, like, you know, Len Naboo was a big change. But, but when Pat Hughes is done, I don't know how I'm going to listen to the radio. His calls are perfect. His pronunciation is perfect. And Ron Coomer and him are awesome together. I mean— Pat and Ron Santa will always be iconic. They'll always be the tandem we grew up with. Pat and Keith Moreland were fine. But but Pat and Ron Coomer really work well together. I really like Ron Coomer. He's like a genuine nice guy. And he's really he, good. And he's, he's, he's pretty funny in the booth sometimes. He gets on the umpires sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I really like Ron Coomer, and I really like Pat, and I like now that Pat could say, you know, what would you do here, Ron? Because I, yeah. I still think he's talking to Ron Santo, and it's just... As bad as Marquis has been, and I think I think it's worse than you think it is. I think, but um, I think it's been really bad. Pat Hughes is still the best in the business. I mean, how about this one? Get out the tape measure longer. It's one of the best ones. Yeah, no, it's just that guy is is a he's a Hall of Famer is what he is. That's that's what a Hall of Famer looks like. Yeah, I mean, whereas whereas Marquis gets a low grade, the radio always gets an A in my mind. You know, that's how good it is, whether it's pre and post, in-game, whatever it is. It's just a, a good product all around. Um, I plan on, on sticking with my plan of, of, of keeping the volume low most of the time and, and playing the radio. And, um, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that. You know, I, I, I think it is a strong statement, but uh, I just feel like Marquis is still a little bit on the runway. <laughs> that's putting it kind. Uh I think Zach Zaidman's done a better job too. I, I'm pretty hard on him sometimes with the play-by-play, but I think he's getting better. Uh, there's just really good chemistry in that group. They're, they're they're just good. They've been doing it. But like with Hughes, you could see the difference. You know, sometimes he'll do a Sunday game when Boog's out doing uh, oh, the right. national game, and like it just feels like a more important game. He's locked in. Or like when Sutcliffe was on. Uh, on marquee like I'm not I, I know Sutcliffe sometimes you know toes the line but like he was really into it and it made me feel into it like when it's like a 3-2 game and they just go off on a tangent talk about something else Pat Hughes never does that if the game's close he's locked in now if you turn on the radio let's say it's a 120 game you've been out you're working and it's like 3:30, and him and Coomer are telling stories it's most likely a blowout but that's a blowout sure. like he, he does such a great job setting the scene and and making you feel like every Cubs game is important, and like you said, it, it it's a companion thing, you know. And with Marquis, and it's early on, it doesn't feel like my my companion. But man, when that radio goes on, you know, and it's so funny, you know, the cozy. Obviously, people don't know, but but your cousin is my best friend, and I just remember going to to Nick Cozy's, you know, as a kid. And no matter – the Cubs could be out – could be 20, 20 games out of first. The radio was always on, especially always in the on. garage. Yeah, always everywhere. And it just – I don't know. There's like a nostalgia to it and a, yes. mem- and a memory to it. Like it's just Cubs baseball, and that's what's so special about it. And they had the radio all the time since Hughes has been a part of it. And, then, you know, we talked about the, the great broadcasters and WGN and, and Marquee. It just, it, it, it just has this – 
Am I using the right word, Matt? Like this commercial feel or this corporate feel to it? That's a great term. Yeah, it's like very corporate and forced. Some like corporate shine. Yeah, corporate shine, mainstream. It's just it's not the identity of, of what has made this team special. All right, Sam, that does it for our first week of shows. How do you think we did? I think we did. I, I would give us, if I had to compare us this week to a player on the Cubs, I would say... I would say very Ian Happ, right? We showed some flat. We showed some flashes of being a superstar, but we're not quite there yet. Hopefully, we get there. Okay, very good. And we hope that you share the show with somebody that would help us out a lot. Pull up a chair, pop in the headphones, and be a part of this journey with us. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On Cubs on YouTube as we make the push to 1,000 subscribers and follow along with us on Twitter at LockedOnCubs. And remember, you can leave us a voicemail or drop us a text, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.